Hello and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast, where it's all about real food and holistic living in the real world. With your host, nutritional therapist, Amy Love. And please note our disclaimer, all information and content in this podcast is for general information only and not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hello, and welcome to the Real Food Whole Health Podcast. It's Tuesday, so it's Travel Tuesday. I'm Amy, and I'm here with my husband, Matt. Hi, everyone. And last week when we left off, we were in Ashland, Oregon, and Grants Pass, Oregon. And now we're going to be in Portland. Time for Portland. Yay, love Portland so much. Um, We've been looking forward to Portland for a really long time. What a foodie place. Um, Foodie and nature. Foodie and nature, yeah. Foodie and nature. Like, what's not to love about that? Um, So we're going to share lots of lovely tips about our trip to Portland and along the northern Oregon coast um, so that you can plan your own trip. And I know you might be multitasking while you're listening to this episode, so know that you can get the notes, uh, the show notes, on our website at realfoodwholehealth.com. Under podcast, under episodes, you'll find this week's episode in all the links for any of the restaurants, um, you know, state parks, nature parks, um, products, anything that we talk about, um, we try to link there on the show notes. So um, check that out. So anyway, let's get into Portland. Um, When we made the drive up, it's actually really easy to get up there from Grants Pass. It's basically just one highway. Yeah, it was really no big deal at all. Um, And we stayed at the Portland Fairview RV Park, um, which is about 15 to 20 minutes outside of the city. And it's really lovely. It um, had lots of space and there were, you know, rose gardens, lots of nice trees. It was really, everybody was very friendly. It was very clean. Um, it, was it was great. It was a great location, halfway in between the city and getting to the waterfalls and lots of lovely stuff out east of the city. Yeah, that was great. Um, and so, anyway, so the first night that we were there, um, we actually went into um, Portland and went to Dick's Kitchen. Um, that's a grass-fed burger place and... Um, you know, it's good. They have a lot of options um, as far as different burgers and different types of um, proteins for the burgers. Um, the one thing that I was kind of like confused about was that they didn't have organic greens like for their salads. And I always hate when it's like, okay, we have grass-fed meat, but then they totally miss the memo on the organic greens. But yeah, they yeah. only get part of the story. Right. Yeah. So anyway, whatever. Um, but it was a good place and you can definitely pick and choose what works for you there. Um, and then we went to like Whole Foods. There's a few Whole Foods nearby because um, we had to restock the kitchen from all of our travels. Um, so anyway, that was great. Um, and then the next day, actually, we discovered what would become a very quick obsession with Porque No Tacos. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Porque No Tacos is an absolute must. You have to go there. You have to eat. If you don't like tacos, I don't want to talk to you. I don't even know who you are. (laughs) Um, No, but really amazing, amazing food. Um, Always quite a line, but like super worth it. And um, let's see, what were the tacos that we super love there? We always got kind of the same things to try out. So we we did green. Yeah, the Pollo Verde. Verde. That was was really good. Yeah. And then the Carnitas. Of course, pretty much any time there's Carnitas, we're going to get it. And the fish tacos. The fish taco was good. Yeah. It had some pineapple salsa. And like at first, I was like, oh, I don't want pineapple salsa. But but like the third visit or whatever, 
we were totally in love with the pineapple salsa. So, um, and then the the lingua taco, which is actually tongue, and don't freak out because it's not like weird or gross or anything. But um, they actually do something really interesting in that they must like braise it or something first so it's so tender, but then it's really thinly sliced and crisped up. So it's like really crispy and yeah, they must throw it in a pan. Yeah, and brown something. It up or something. I don't know what they do. I didn't ask, but it was phenomenal. Um, really phenomenal. And then they have um, great margaritas, and they also have horchata, homemade yeah, horchata. Homemade, yeah, yeah. If you don't know about horchata, it is phenomenal. It really needs to be like the real deal. I know there's some out there that are just like kind of shortcuts. Yeah, sugar bombs total sugar bombs but this really wasn't and um you know i think it's is it almonds and rice it's like almond milk and rice milk uh to make horchata and then it's usually like cinnamon and um i guess a little bit of sugar i would make mine with maple syrup but i bet they use a little bit of sugar and then um we got it with just a little bit of rum and that really changed the whole just a little bit huh? just a little bit just touch, just splash. Really delicious. Um, so highly recommend. And then uh, somewhere along the way on those travels that day, we discovered salt and straw ice cream. And salt and straw is sort of a Portland institution. I know that they have um, a branch in, is it LA? Yeah, LA yeah. has some. Yeah. But um, I think it's like from Portland. And so incredible. Like really artisanal flavors of ice cream. Some really inventive um, combinations. And, uh, I know I have a friend that was super all about the, what was it like a goat cheese with a strawberry and balsamic and black pepper or something like that. Anyway, delicious. You know, of course you can try a lot of different ones. I think we ended up with bourbon and, um, coffee like together, like bourbon and coffee (laughs) together. Can I say that again? Bourbon and coffee together. It was so good. And of course, like it's bourbon and coffee. So what's, (laughs) <laughs> What's bad? Um, but I think that's where we discovered the woodblock um, chocolate bar. And they actually have, like, what, a woodblock flavor? Yeah, I got that one. Yeah, course. yeah. You're going to do chocolate, like, wherever. But um, woodblock chocolate is a local Portland, you know, just a handmade thing. And they sell the bars there. Um, I'm sure you can get it at other places, too. But really, really clean. Um, delicious, delicious. Really, really good ingredients. Very simple. Um, so that was really cool. Um, so anyway, so we did that. And then I think the next day we just kind of hung out, caught up on some work. Um, I think I ended up like walking around the RV park and like napping under this tree, like right above us. It was so amazing. It was really a pretty time of year and everything. There was, um, the cottonwood trees were coming out and it kind of looked like snow. Like I know in Grants Pass, we were talking about it really looked like blizzards. Yeah, it was something there. Yeah, but here, there was quite a bit. Like, there were people that were, you know, kind of gathering the stuff up, like <laughs> in big puffy clouds. Um, so, anyway, it was super nice. And then we had dinner um, at Culture Caveman. And Culture Caveman is kind of like total foodie, you know, paleo um, heaven there in Portland. And we actually have a lot of friends in Portland. So, we met up with a group of other nutritional therapists and other real foodies and had dinner and it was quite good. You know, what's fun about culture caveman is like everybody kind of stops there on their, you know, paleo book tour. And there's tons of books there that you can go and grab, um, while you're waiting for your food. And so I think we got like 15 or 20 
you know, cookbooks and laid them out on a little table because we're foodies and that's what we do. <laughs> and everybody was talking about recipes and all that. So anyway, that was a lot of fun. Um, and then, and it's great too, because you can kind of check out books that you've been wanting to get and see, you know, quick, put them on your Amazon list. So, um, that was awesome. And then, uh, I know that the bacon wrap dates there were super good. Yes, they sure were. That's never bad. Yeah. It's hard to miss that one. It really is. So, um, I mean, I guess you could stuff it with all kinds of weird things, but this was really good. Um, so anyway, so we did that and then, um, that weekend was actually like a super busy weekend. Oh my gosh. Because we, the first day on Saturday, we, we decided to go to the coast. And so Portland isn't terribly far from the Northern Oregon coast. Um, you're actually kind of go up into Washington and then go over, um, to Astoria. That's kind of where I think is like one of the most Northern, um, parts, but Astoria is kind of cool. Um, you know, it's not, I don't think it's right on the, the beach. It's I mean, a little it is, bit in there's water. Land, there's bays and stuff. Yeah, there. bays. Okay. So anyway, but it was neat and there was some stuff to see, but, um, we got there right about lunchtime and I had been searching like the whole way over, um, the whole drive over, which is about like an hour and a half for a place to go. And, you know, it's really hard to find kind of farm to table places, for lunch, a lot are open for dinner, not so many for lunch. Um, so we actually kept running into this place called the Bow Picker. Um, and that kept being recommended like on Yelp and on different websites and everybody's like top 10 list of the area and everything. Um, and so we thought, okay, we're going to give it a, a try. And it's actually kind of cool. Um, I wouldn't call it clean, real food um, necessarily. I mean, I know that they're using not the best oils and things like that, I'm sure. Um, and it's not gluten-free. But um, it is kind of interesting in that it's albacore um, fish and chips. And that's unusual because usually you'll find like cod or something like that. But that's all they do is fish and chips. And um, it's a boat. It's an old little boat that has turned sort of into like a food cart or a food boat. Um, and you, what you do is you just stand in line like on the sidewalk and they serve everything out of this little boat. Um, and we ran into people in line, of course, because we're in line like, you know, an hour. Um, that, you know, they come down from Canada and like th this is where they go. So... Um, anyway, it was delicious. It was very good. Um, again, that was one of our kind of cheat things, cheat yeah. things whatever, <laughs> like not our usual thing, but it was a neat experience and I'm really glad that we checked it out. Um, and then from there, we went over to E. Cola State Park and wow, is that beautiful. It's kind of like a fairyland. <laughs> really mossy forest, really, you know, all along the ocean, great coastal views, like you can get down um, to one area like on the water and like look up toward Cannon Beach and Haystack Rock, um, which are really popular, you know, viewpoints along the coast. Um, and I think there's even like a, a, a lighthouse of a one area. Um, just so pretty, really pretty. Lots of like meadowy areas to kind of have picnics or whatever. Um, and then all that forest. We actually had our first elk sighting. Um, in the forest, we were driving back out of the park and like came around the corner and all of a sudden there's this like big herd of elk, like right there. Yep. That was so cool. Yeah. Really cool. They did not seem phased by us at all. Um, we were maybe five feet away in the car and, you know, rolled down the windows. And of course we were getting pictures and, 
um, just like being with them. And that was just really cool. Um, so we were really excited about that. Um, and then from Ecola, we went down to Cannon Beach. And Cannon Beach is amazing. It is. It's I mean, it's totally nice amazing. Big beach. It's and then of course the Haystack Rock there. Haystack Rock is insanely amazing. I'm sure that if you Google, you know, the Oregon coast, like Haystack Rock is one of the main things that comes up. Like you it's a must see, it's a must photograph. Um, I will say that it's sort of busy. Um, because it is such a messy and so popular. Um, but if you get creative, there are different viewpoints that you can find throughout the city, um, where you can like kind of pull over and get, you know, maybe an elevated view or whatever, so that it's not as busy. Um, so we kind of drove around for a while, you know, finding that in Cannon Beach in the town there, it's, it's neat. It's really cute and quaint. Yeah. and Nice, quaint little downtown. Yeah, there's adorable, you know, architecture and, you know, little seaside homes and, you know, beautiful landscaping, lots of little shops to go in and out of, little restaurants, little coffee shops, just places to hang out um, and kind of get in that vibe of being by the ocean. So that was just really a lovely area to explore. And we popped into a few little places that I don't remember anything specific, but it was more just like window shopping and checking things out. And, um, there was a little coffee shop that we wanted to grab a, a drink, but they had like just closed. Like it's a coffee shop in the morning and like a restaurant at night and they had, were doing the transition. Um, but it was like super cute. So maybe if you're there a little earlier, you can find that. Um, and then from Cannon beach, actually it's not super far away. Um, and it's something I discovered, I think on Yelp or something, people were talking about it. It's called Hug Point. And Hug Point is known for its sea caves. And you want to go at low tide. So, you know, go ahead and Google the tide calendar for the day that you're going to be there. Um, because, you know, the tide moves in and out. And you want to go when it's low tide. Um, so that you can go and look at the tidal pools and hunt for, like, little crabs and anemones and you know every once in a while people find like little octopus I'm always looking for a little octopus but I never I never have seen one yet um but it's really cool and you know mussels and barnacles and stuff like everywhere um but the sea caves you can access when the tide is out and wow those are super cool yeah it was so neat to kind of squinch on in there and look yeah around. you totally have to squinch and like <laughs> and it's like really dark it's surprising how dark it gets um you know, once you get into the cave, um, you know, and I mean, they're not, but maybe like a hundred foot deep, most of them, like at the most, some are, are way shallow, but, um, but at, at most it's probably not even a hundred foot, but you know, when you're in a cave, like it gets dark. So it's pitch black. Yeah. yeah. I would take a little flashlight or something. We actually just use the light of our cell phones and, um, it was kind of funny, but, um, you know, as you come down a hug point, like you're gonna, you're gonna walk down from the parking lot and, Go towards the right, and the left is pretty. There's lots of rock formations along the beach, and it's really just lovely to hang out. And there's people running around with dogs. And, of course, anytime we see a dog, we have to stop and pet it and say hi and everything. But um, really cool, you know, that way. But on the right is what's going to lead you to the caves. And what you'll see is kind of like a cave immediately there. Um, and it's really shallow, and, you know, people were like, um, hanging out, you know, they'd claimed it and had like a little fire going and everything. So I couldn't even really get a picture of it. And I thought, Oh, that's like the cave. Well, that's not even anything. So if you'll go around the corner there, 
Um, all of a sudden it opens up into this big beach and then there's this beautiful waterfall um, right in the middle of the beach. Crashing right onto the sand. The oh, beach. so cool. In fact, Matt climbed up to the top of the waterfall. I didn't. It was neat. You could see the stream running there and then it just, you know, falls right off onto the beach. It was really pretty. Um, I had the camera, so that was my excuse for not climbing <laughs> slippery rock. Um, but then we... Um, saw lots of uh caves right around that waterfall and again they were like kind of shallow people had kind of claimed them for like picnic or whatever but if you go around the corner again that's where the real magic happens and that's where some of the deep caves are in fact one that we went into you guys it was so stinking cool an entire tree an entire tree of driftwood had come into the cave and like had been forced through a hole in the rock and we didn't even know it like we walked into the entrance of the cave and it was so dark (laughs) kind of bumped into it yeah and then all of a sudden it's like oh wow it's a piece of driftwood and then it was like no it's an entire tree um with like roots and everything it was really cool um I have some pictures of that on Instagram. In fact, if you're not following our Instagram, you need to be. That's where we post all of our vacation photos. And we're on Instagram.com slash real food, whole health, easy to find. Um, but yeah, that was so very cool. And then like standing in the cave, looking back out at the water, beautiful, totally beautiful, really magical. Like, you know, you see those pictures all the time and it's kind of like a place you don't think you're going to be. And that was just really neat. Um, and then there's kind of like this old wagon trail and it doesn't look at all like a wagon trail. Cause no, it, it doesn't. No, it goes along like rocks. A, sort of a path. But... Sort of a path. Um, but you have to be like a little bit brave and a little bit creative to kind of find it and go around there. But it was so worth it. Like Matt was actually quite a bit ahead of me cause he was in explorer mode and I was in photographer mode. And so I'm taking all these pictures and I look up and he's like gone and the tide's, like, starting to come back in actually a little faster than we expected it to. Um, so that was a little, like, hello. Um, I kind of had these visions of us, like, having to jump in the freezing cold water and... <laughs> swim for it. Like, hold my camera over my head and, like, swim back to the beach. But luckily we got out just in time. But um, those little tide pools that are up on the rocks, full of anemones, full of mussels and barnacles and... You know, you can actually see the rut in the rocks from the old wagon wheels that I guess they used to take around that way. I mean, I actually can't really imagine that happening um, because it's narrow and it's right on the water, but that's what they said. So anyway, um, and then if you go around that corner where that rock is around the trail, there's a whole other beach over there. And because the tide was coming in, we needed to go ahead and get out of there. Um, but that beach was like really pretty. Um, really open, very private because it's, there's not really a lot of people over there. At least that day there wasn't. No. Um, maybe because the tide was coming back in and they knew they would get <laughs> washed away. Um, you know, not like us. So anyway, we, uh, we got out of there, you know, into that more open beach where you can hang out regardless of, of the tide level, but the caves, you really can't be there at low tide. Um, so hug point, totally beautiful. And then, we actually went back over towards Cannon Beach to Haystack Rock and um, caught the most amazing sunset, <laughs> I think, of our whole stop. lives. Oh, my God. It was color after color after color and just, like, kind of one of those sunsets that last, like, an hour. I mean, yes. we just took picture after picture after picture. And we met some people on the beach and everybody, you know, I mean, these people are out just, like, standing, jaws dropped. Like, it's so pretty. 
so we met this other couple and we were chatting with them and, um, you know, I kept having to interrupt the conversation so we could take more pictures. <laughs> you know, we just all stopped talking and take more pictures. So, um, really beautiful area. And that was actually like kind of sacred. It was pretty amazing. It was. But that was kind of a long day of, you know, hiking around and being out in the water and all of that. So we kind of needed like a really good dinner. Um, and we hadn't made a lot of plans, but I knew we'd find something in Cannon Beach, but it was getting pretty late. Um, and we ended up at Sweet Basil's Cafe. And man, was that ever fortuitous. It's a little yes. farm to table place. And we got this ridiculously enormous and wonderful pork shank osabuco. I mean, it was like that was, a... That, that bone on that thing. Yeah, it was, was like so a club. Huge. Like, you yeah. could seriously beat somebody with that. But it was so good and warm, and it's like everything we needed. We had a glass of wine and just, like, hung out and rejuvenated, and it was just really good. Um, and we were there really late, so we were, like, the only people in the restaurant. So, um, anyway, and then we did the drive back to Portland that night, and again... What was that? Maybe like two hours at that point, but yeah, it was, half, two hours. yeah, it was worth it. And, um, you know, that's a lot to do in a day. So if you have the time, you know, get a little place there on Cannon Beach and hang out for a few days. But, you know, we didn't really have the time. So we got back pretty late. And then the next day was actually another busy day because we decided to do the waterfall tours, um, right outside of Portland. And, this is amazing. Like, I can't even believe, like, like I said, Portland is such a cool place because it's so foodie and everybody's really neat and fun and weird and great and lots going on there. But that's, you know, this waterfall, well, it's really multiple waterfalls, dozens, um, are not, but maybe 30 minutes from, from the city. Um, and you can drive out along the Columbia River Gorge and just go to all these different falls. Um, so we started at Vista House, which is a little overlook um, along the, the scenic highway or whatever. Um, and you can get there and, like, climb up in this little viewpoint house and look out over the gorge. And, you know, it's great to go on, a, like, a sunny day. We went on a cloudy day. I mean, it is Portland. Um, but it, even the cloudy day was, like, gorgeous. Like, we got some great pictures. Um and then we started from there and just, like, wound around this highway. And it goes along all these, like, cliffs. Like, you're running right beside a rail line. And you're going through forests. and Yeah, it's thick thick forest there. It's and beautiful. All of a sudden, you stumble across a waterfall. Different waterfalls, yeah. So, I think first we went to La Terrelle Falls. Um, La Terrelle was really pretty. Like, it was such a steep hike. Um, such a steep hike up because it's such a long waterfall yeah it's thin and really long yeah really it's, long it's really stunning and i'm sure it changes based on when you're there there's times that it's probably with different you know melts or different whatever where it's a little bit more than others but it was a pretty good um stream but it was like really long and there was some lime green um moss on the rocks like just it was just incredible. It was really cool. Um, but it was a heck of a hike up that hill um, to go see that. But it was neat. And what's cool about the different waterfalls is that you can kind of do what you want to do. There's some that are, like, right up next to the road, um, and it doesn't involve a lot of hiking. And then there's some that you can go to different levels. And so it can be, like, a one-mile hike, a five-mile hike, whatever. Um, and then there's other 
trails that actually connect multiple waterfalls. So if you are a very avid hiker and you have a lot of time, you could just, you know, go out on a 12 mile hike and hit like two or three waterfalls. Um, we did not do that because we wanted to like cover a lot of ground. So we kind of mixed driving and shorter hikes, like yeah. mile hikes. Um, so we did La Terrelle and then we went on the way actually to Bridal Veil Falls. Um, we stumbled across, like you go across this little bridge and there's this tiny, tiny, tiny little sign that says Shepherd's Dell Falls. Um, and we kind of thought, oh, whatever. Yeah, it no, might not even say falls. I think it, it might just say, say Shepherd's, Shepherd's Dell. And there's nobody parked there. Nobody. And so we're thinking, what is this? Well, it was a bridge. And we thought, okay, well, maybe there's like a view off the bridge. So we, you know, park the car and walk over into the bridge and look over. And sure enough, um, there's like a little waterfall. But it didn't really look spectacular. No. You could only see a little bit. And so I was like, okay, whatever. That's why there's nobody here is because it kind of sucks. But well, you could hear it and it sounded you bigger could hear than what you could it. see. Yeah. That was totally the key. And then we saw all these stairs that go down like along the, the rocks and obviously disappear. Yeah. Circle around, yeah. But it couldn't have been that far, we were thinking, because we can hear it and you can see part of it. So anyway, we took the stairs down. And you guys, like, do not miss this. So cool. The walk down is really easy. Um, it's, you know, with kids and everything, it wouldn't be super hard. Um, and you go right, right, right up to the waterfall. Um, and it's so cool. Like it's like three or four levels, um, tons of rocks, tons of moss, lots of ferns, just falls into all these different places and meanders around and you're like right there. Um, we put a video of it on Instagram. It was so, so cool. And, um, yeah, and then it just falls off. So the yeah. part that we were seeing was the little part that was falling off. Yeah, there's like an upper part where oh. you can stand next to it. Amazing. And then, You're like getting yeah. the mist like on you. It was so cool. And there's little wildflowers like all along the way, like really interesting little plants stuck in the crevices of the rocks and totally worth it. So I'm really glad that we stumbled upon that. Um, you know, it's just being open to like what's going on and what's this possibility. Um, and then we went to Bridalville Falls, but Bridalville was like super busy and it was going to be like a three mile loop uh, or at least the one we were going to take. Um, and we didn't really have time for that. So we did like a quick look around the area, but then we went on. Um, but Bridalville Falls is right there and really cool. Um, from all the pictures that we've seen, we just <laughs> didn't get to go. Um, and we had hoped to go back another day, but there was just not time. It wasn't, but it no. was starting, you know, we were losing a little bit of daylight yeah, at this point. Yeah, we needed so. to, like, move on. Yeah. Um. So then we went to Multnomah Falls, and Multnomah is, like, the one that you see photographed, like, so often. It's the one that's two levels, and it's yeah. got the bridge, the bridge kind of across the, the levels, middle. Yeah. yeah. And you can, what's cool there, again, is, like, you can go right up past the visitor center and see the whole thing, like, from the bottom. Um, and then you can take a, a short-ish hike, um, pretty steep though, um, and get up to that the bridge. bridge yeah. um, and then you can take a long, very steep hike and get up to the very top. Um, so it's kind of like what you're, you know, up for right then. But um, anyway, so we got some great pictures there. Super busy. Yeah, very, very busy. busy. But they were ready for it with a huge parking they lot. They do have a big parking lot. Yeah. Um, it's definitely, I think the most touristy of all the falls, but it was really gorgeous. I mean, that's why, cause yes. it's amazing. 
Um, so we got that, and then we went over to Horsetail Falls. Again, this is all along the same road. So, you know, you're not really having to, like, take all these detours and everything. It's really easy to actually just kind of look for, you know, the route. And once you're on the route, like, you're passing all these different places. Um, and Horsetail Falls was really pretty. It's very aptly named. I mean, it looks mm -hmm. like Horsetail. Um, but what was cool about that is it's really close to the road. So if you have accessibility issues or you just have a few minutes or whatever, small kids, anything like that, this one's really close to the road. Um, you can park and then walk over and they kind of have like a picnic-y park area like around it. Like you could sit at different levels and, and just sort of observe and hang out. And then there were actually kids and, and people swimming yeah, at the base of them. Right that there. was cool. That looked like a lot of fun. I totally but, uh, wanted to do that. They couldn't dive in in our jeans, I don't think. No, I kind of wanted to, but yeah. Um, they frown on that <laughs> at some point. Um, so that was really pretty, and that was actually the last fall we got in that day because then we went up to Hood River. And by the time that you kind of, you know, Hood River is what, like an hour and a half maybe from Portland? I think so. Yeah, so by the time that you've sort of driven along this path, you only have maybe another 30 or 40, 40 yeah, yeah, to go. So it was like, let's just go up to Hood River. And Hood River is really cute. And, again, it depends on the time of year that you're there because I think it's kind of a skiing place as well. But I think so, yeah. yeah. But um, they have uh, a lot of wineries, and so that's really cool to take advantage of. Um, there's vineyards that you can go to all along the way, and then there's wineries and tasting rooms kind of downtown. And downtown's pretty cute. There's lots of little shops and restaurants and little places to stay. And um, But we actually went... Yeah, they're starting to build up there right by yeah, the Yeah, by river. the water. Yeah. And that's actually on the other side of the highway from the downtown. And we went to a place called Solstice. Um, they did, like, wood-fired um, pizzas and salads and soups and, you know, like, entrees and things like that. It was really good. It was good. Um, you know, and just, like, a cool spot. And then when we left there... Um, there was sea cheese uh, gelato right outside, and it's a little food cart. Totally didn't expect this at all. Just totally stumbled upon it. But um, right outside of Solstice, you know, of course, we saw gelato. We're like, what's <laughs> this? Um, and talked to the guy and just, like, definitely, like, made with care, all by hand, really good ingredients. Mm, he was Italian. Yeah, and, it yeah. was delicious. So we just got a little scoop and shared it. It was really awesome. Um, so that was a fun day, and, and that kept us, you know, going for the drive back home. And, you know, we were going, like, just after sunset. We were still getting some some views. I was trying to take pictures of the sunset, but the, the yeah. mountains were in the way. Didn't happen. <laughs> no. But it was cool. Um, and then I think we sort of crashed the next day. It was, like, yeah, we were pretty recovery tired. day. Um, but then after that, we went to um, Bamboo Sushi. And bamboo sushi is so delicious. Oh, my gosh. The sushi, of course, is great. Um, but they also have a lot of entrees that are good. We had a hanger steak that was, like, amazing. And if you can believe it, somebody recommended that we absolutely had to get the burger there. And I'm like, why would we get the burger? Uh, get the burger. <laughs> like, do not miss this. I think it's, like, you know, Kobe and uh, or Wagyu. Wagyu beef, yeah. yeah. So, so good. Oh, my gosh. Really good. Get the burger. I would actually go there for the burger. Yeah, it's it, such a great flavor. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, but it's a cute place. Service is good. It was really lovely. Um, and like I said, the sushi was actually really good. Uh, we just ended up, like, swooning over the burger. Um, and then we went to Townsend's Tea Company for some kombucha. Love their kombucha. 
Um, what's the one that's our favorites? The Brew Spiced, Doctor uh, yeah, Spiced Apple. Spiced yeah. Apple. Really good. Um, and then that was the night of the super moon. Like, it seems like every time now is a full moon, it's a super <laughs> moon. But anyway, um, it was one of the super moons. And so that was pretty. We just drove around and, like, kind of checked that out. Um, and Townsend's, was that the one that was along? Um, was it Alberta Street? Alberta Street, yeah, yeah, thanks. And there's tons to, like, walk up and down and see, like, around there. So you can check that out. I think there's even another salt and straw over there if you were, like, so in the mood for ice cream. There's all kinds of stuff around. Um, so anyway, we, um, we did that that night. And then the next day, we went to the Chinese Garden, um, which is downtown, so there's a Japanese garden and there's a Chinese garden. And the Chinese garden is in the city. Um, it's really cool. Um, it's, I think, the most authentic Chinese garden outside of China um, because the sister city. Yeah, the sister cities in China, and they really help them get it all set yeah, up. Yeah, and it was fantastic, fantastic. So the architecture there is just amazing. You know, the, the tiled roofs and all the little details, like, yeah, the pond. Oh my gosh, the with whole the koi, thing. and then there's they have these galleries with little gallery windows to look through everything. And we went; it was kind of like raining and misty. I mean, it was just like super perfect. Of course, they have a tea house on site too. Yeah, that was cool. And then they have, um, like, the walkway or these paths that are done in like beautiful tiles. Um, but the tiles are made out of moss and stones and the stone, I mean, I can't even imagine the work that it went into this. Um, the stones are like river rocks that are like laid on their sides and they make these patterns. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Don't miss it. Um, and then we went over to, um, the Japanese garden, which is like a little bit on the outskirts of town. Um, and you actually go through like a neighborhood, um, to get over there. Yeah. But that is cool. Um, you park down on a parking lot and then you take a little hike. I think they have a shuttle too if you if you want to do that. But they have a little hike up through the woods and um, then you get into the garden and it's beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful. Lots of different areas. You know, the, the um, stone sand pit, you know, where you rake the stones. They have um, the koi pond really kind of so different than yeah. the Chinese garden. Yeah. Um, and then just topiary everywhere. It was just really beautiful. Of course, the Japanese maples. Oh, my God. That's so my favorite. (laughs) I'm such a Japanese maple freak. Any kind of maple tree, love it. Um, But we were there just after rain, and things were starting to turn colors a little bit. Yeah, the sun was peeking through, but everything was wet and dripping. Oh, my God. It was so pretty. I actually crawled underneath this maple tree to, like, get the shot. It's beautiful. It's on Instagram. It was super popular. Um, it was like a mossy, twisty maple tree just after the rain and the lights like coming through the, the orange leaves. Oh, it was a dream. It was a dream. I couldn't even believe. Um, and then after that, the Rose Garden, the Japanese Rose Garden is like Japanese. The Portland Rose Garden (laughs) is right across the street. And we totally thought this was going to be like, you know, a little patch of roses. Right. Because I think somebody said it's a test garden. And I'm like, oh, they're just testing now. Uh, yeah. No. And there was like a tennis court or something there yeah. with, with a fence and roses planted there. We're like, oh, okay. Oh, there it is. Yeah, that must be No, it. that's not it. You have to keep walking. And then it opens up into like acres and terraces of yeah, roses. This expanse of roses. I can't even tell you how many roses were there. And so like testing, there are all these different varieties that you've never seen before. 
never seen before. We were there probably an hour and a half, and it was hardly enough time to scratch the surface. It was amazing. You know, there's people there taking all sorts of pictures. There's bridal portraits going on. There's senior portraits going on. There's, you know, families everywhere. There's, you know, I was going insane, like photographing all the roses with dew on them because we just had the the rain. They had these little raindrops. Oh, it was just amazing. Every color that you can think of. What colors, all the shapes. Oh, my God. Really, really cool. Do not miss it. It's the best I've seen anywhere. Um. So that was really fun. And then we went to Powell's Books, which is downtown. And if you are a bibliophile like us, um, you have got to check out Powell's Books. It's a must. It's, I think, a whole city block yeah, it's huge. of books. Yeah, it was all I could do not to come home with one of everything. Um, and then we went to Stumptown Coffee Roasters for a little latte because, well, coffee <laughs> and Portland and Stumptown. Um, so really delicious, uh, got a decaf there and just hung out for a bit. And then we, after all this, like hiking around and picture taking and in rain and all that needed a delicious dinner. Yeah. We needed to be warmed up. Needed to be warmed up. Had to be done. We went to little bird, little bird. Oh my God. (laughs) Don't miss little bird. So good. So good. It's a sister restaurant to Les Pigeons. And we did not get to go to Les Pigeons. We wanted to. Um, but Little Bird, insanely good. Uh, French-inspired, farm-to-table, just so warm and delicious. We had a Coquavon. We had Castellet. Oh, they're Castellet. Oh, oh my God. Something. I dream of it. Um, so great. Really great cocktails. Really wonderful service. It was just what we needed. Um, and so that was great. That was really the end to a perfect day. Um, and then the next day we had a friend that came to town. She did a book signing. We went to that. Um, and then we had another big group dinner. Uh, we went to Brooklyn house and Brooklyn house kind of modest, uh, setting. And I think it's changed because they actually had a fire, a small fire. Nobody was hurt. Um, after we were there, nothing to do with us. Uh, (laughs) it was like a week later. Um, but, yeah, so I don't know what they've rebuilt. I don't know what it looks like now. I know that they had kind of a laundry list of repairs that they wanted to do even before the fire. Um, you know, it was just like, I think, I don't know the whole story, but it had been owned by maybe part of a hotel or something, and then the hotel went out of business, and the employees bought it to keep the restaurant going, and just didn't have the funds to make it everything they wanted to. So it was sort of a modest surrounding, and I kind of didn't know what to think when we went in. But I got to say, don't judge a book by its cover because, wow, that was a great dinner. They really go to extreme lengths to be allergy-friendly. Yes. If you've got anybody with any kind of allergy, food allergy, sensitivity, um, anything like that, especially celiac or gluten-free, you have to go there. It's so great. Um they even go so far as to like know what the corks uh, contain that the that are in the wine, and like different packaging of different things how they're sealed because certain glues contain gluten, and it was like they didn't even want cross contamination. I don't think anything in the restaurant even has gluten, so that it can be contaminated. Um, but we were you know with a big group of people, but big group of nutritional therapists and. Um, a wide range of dietary preference and they were able to accommodate everything beautifully. The food was really well done, really lovely, you know, presentation, amazing service. 
Um, we were there for a while, you know, again, we were a group. It's a very small place. Like it, it took a while to like get it all out. But when food came out, it was really good. It was good. Yeah. Really good. Um, and dessert. I don't remember exactly what it was that we had, but I know it was presented so lovely, like with fresh edible flowers and just, yeah, just really, really well done. Lots of care. Um, so I definitely recommend supporting them. Um, and that was fun to just hang out. You know, again, like there's so many nutritional therapists, NTPs in um, the Portland area, you know, so that was really fun. Um, and then we went the next day back to Porqueño Tacos. <laughs> Love Porqueño. Oh, my God. If I haven't said it before, go to Porqueño. Um, but we, in fact, because no. why not? Don't go. Don't go. <laughs> don't go. Don't go there. No, we're going to go there. You can't be there. We don't want to line. Um, no, we're not going to be in Portland for a little bit. So go now and then get your fill. Um, because we're going to be back in town and we're going to run them out of business because we're going to eat all their tacos. Um, no, but seriously, so good. And, uh, we also discovered barefoot sage that day and barefoot sage is this like heaven on earth where it's a spa for your feet. And you go in and the surroundings are super lush and plush and like candles and velvet sofas and just like pretty, pretty, pretty. Yeah, a real chill atmosphere. Oh, so chill. And you sit and the service is just amazing. And, you know, you get to soak your feet, lots of aromatherapy, just like, oh, beautiful, amazing foot massage. I mean, it's like foot and leg massage for like half an hour, an hour, depending on what you pick. Amazing. Um, I felt like a totally new person when we left. I was kind of like floating on air. Um, and then we went to New Seasons Market, which is kind of like, kind of like a Whole Foods. I think, you know, on some respects, it kind yeah, of beats some of that. the Whole Foods. Um, but lots of local um, produce, tons of like really good prepared foods, you know, that actually didn't have canola oil. Yay. Um, come on, Whole Foods. Get rid of the canola oil. We don't want it. Um, New Seasons, you know, didn't have that, at least the day we were there, um, which was great because we were, like, getting ready to leave for Seattle, so we needed to, like, get some quick eats. Um, but, yeah, great selection, like, anything that you would find at, you know, any kind of good grocery store or, you know, specialty market, they totally had. We got lots of local artisanal, you know, like, olive oils and whatevers um, all there, raw honey, any of that kind of stuff. Um, and local meats and all of that. So definitely check out a new seasons if you're in the area. I don't know exactly where all they have new seasons, if it's just in Portland or if it's other, you know, Oregon, Washington, yeah. Pacific Northwest. I don't know. Um, but check it out. So, and then the next day we left for Seattle. So Seattle was a big deal, a big deal. <laughs> a lot's going on in Seattle. And then we went to Alaska. So we're going to get to that next week um so tune in there and again remember any of the show notes uh can be found with links on our website at realfoodwholehealth.com go under the podcast tab and then under episodes on that drop down you'll see all the episodes pick today's episode and it'll take you to a post that has all the show notes with all the links thanks so much for tuning in take care we'll talk to you next time bye-bye 
Thanks so much for joining us today, and please remember to leave us an iTunes review. Also, head over to our website at realfoodwholehealth.com and enter your email to receive free goodies, discounts, updates, and more. See you next time on the Real Food Whole Health Podcast.